0: Welcome to the porch, an online community of believers committed to restoring the priesthood of the believer and regaining the world-shaking influence of the early church. The church age is still in effect. The day of Pentecost is ongoing. The fire of the upper room still burns. This is where we get back to basics, the red letter basics, by examining the word of God and the example of the Book of Acts Church to discover how the early church served the Lord. In doing so, we discovered the church the Lord intended and not the one that man created. The Porch on the Air since March of 2010 can only be heard on Firefall Talk Radio, which is a part of the Firefall Media Group. We're glad you're with us. To reach us click the contact button on the Firefall Talk Radio homepage at firefalltalkradio.com. If you want to support what we do there are ways to do that starting with a PayPal link at the bottom of the homepage. You can also use the Venmo app, which is easier to use and has fewer fees, where we can be found under at Firefall Media Group. One word. Uppercase on FMG. Thank you to each and every one of you who support what we do. We appreciate your support and encouragement. Give as the Lord leads. And now, to the Bible study with Richard Grund. Hello, I'm Richard Grund, and I'm here to encourage you tonight. Tonight, we're going to take a break from the Kingdom War series, and we're going to look at being thankful in trying times. We're going to look at praising and pray, praying. Praying. Praise means to be thankful for God's blessings and to declare that good news to God and to others. He doesn't need you to remind him of what he's done, but he wants to know that you know what he's done. Psalm 9, verses 1 and 2. I will praise you, O Lord, with my whole heart. I will tell of all your marvelous works. I will be glad and rejoice in you. I will sing praise to your name, O Most High. So, Father, I come to you now in the name of your Son, the name of Yeshua, Hamashiach, Jesus, the Messiah. And I praise you. I praise you for my salvation. I praise you for being restored in relationship to you and with you. I praise you for giving me back the home, the wife, the family that I discarded. So I praise you for my wife. I praise you for my sons and my daughter-in-laws and my grandson and the furry kids that you've allowed us to take care of and to be a part of our family. And to everything that you've given us, I am thankful. I'm thankful for this home, the roof over our head, the rooms that I can do and serve you in, this technology and everything that we have. I praise you, Lord, for your provision and protection over all of us, for the dreams and the visions, for you sharing with me what you're doing and what you want done. I praise you for your healing virtues, the fact that you have never changed. You are the same yesterday, today, and forever. So I praise you for that. I praise you for your favor and for revelation, for being a new creation and living in these prophetic times and watching prophecy be fulfilled. I praise you for living in America, Lord, no matter what's going on. You are God. You are Lord of all. So I praise you for that. I praise you for the signs that you're getting ready to return. So I pray that my brothers and sisters would get ready, would keep their eye on the sky like the book of Acts church did. Do what you're called to do, but watch for his return. So now, Lord, I want to pray. I want to pray for the peace of Jerusalem in accordance with Psalm 122, verse 6. I pray for peace. I pray for protection. I pray that you would watch over Your children, Israel, protect them from their enemies, guide their leadership. I pray for America and its leaders and its citizens during this time right now when so much is going on and so many people are losing hope. They're watching evil prosper, but we know and we pray that you are a righteous God, you are a just God, and you are a holy God, the God of truth. So we pray for justice and righteousness and for all evil to be exposed and to be dealt with. We pray for the fatherless and the widows and the innocents and the victims of injustice in accordance with your word. Father, we pray, we pray for the innocents that are being slaughtered in and out of the womb, both human and animal. We pray for missing and exploited children, Lord, that not only would they be found, that they would be healed. Those victims of sex trafficking and human trafficking, and all those that have been victimized by Hasatan and the fallen, we pray that you would save, heal, and redeem them. We pray for our brothers and sisters around the world that are being slaughtered and persecuted for their faith, but never recanting their relationship with you. We come together and we pray against the religious persecution and the anti-Semitism and the spirit of the Antichrist that keeps growing bolder and bolder because it knows its time is coming for its personal unveiling. But we stand together and we say no. We pray right now against that spirit. We pray against those that would serve it. We pray against the darkness, and we call for you to shine your glory, your light into that darkness. We push it back. We take a stand, and we say, we will not back up. We will not step aside. We pray for divine wholeness, health, and healing as we get back to our divine design so that we can serve you completely without hindrance. Praying right now in the name of Yeshua for all that are injured or all that are sick, all that are hurting in heart, mind, body, soul, or spirit. We pray protection, that divine Psalm 91 covering that you have placed over us and given us access to. We pray for inspiration, for the remnant to wake up, rise up, and answer the call to action, Lord, that they would hear the shofar and the spirit that your angels would go to them and shake them. We pray that those that you have blessed would be a blessing, would support what you have called to be done. That Firefall would finish that documentary, that we would get it out there, that we would expose the enemy, that we would prosper in accordance with your word to fund the dreams and the visions and the missions. And most of all, Lord, we pray right now for our lost family members, those that do not know you, those that could step out of this life and into eternity without their names written in the Lamb's book of life. We pray right now, Lord, that you would send somebody to them, an angel, a person, whoever, and that they would come to know you as Lord and Savior. Lord, right now I want to pray for Tiffany in Arizona. Tiffany is um, kind of an extended member of family. Um, This week, she lost her husband suddenly due to illness. He was only 41 years old. A husband and a father and incredibly loved. See, you never know when you're going to leave this world, so pray for Tiffany and her family and all of her loved ones. Greg in New York says thank you to everyone who helped out. Um, What he needed, we were able to take in, so thank you to everybody that sent a blessing. Came in Fort Mitchell. Well, she got a head start today. She started her day with praise and prayer. So without even knowing what I was going to speak about, she did it. She is, um, says she's doing well, getting over the sinus infection. There's lots to be thankful for. Her gratitude, she believes, is the most effective way to stay connected with God. She said, if I remind myself what He has given me, what he's delivered me from, and what he continues to provide, my heart is full. She's thankful for her Savior, Jesus the Messiah, who gave his life so that she could live her life. says, because of him I am sober and forgiven. May I never take this love for granted. She's asking for the Lord, for her Heavenly Father to protect her children and her to save her mother and her husband, to guide them. Um, her son Maurice is going through something right now, so he needs prayer. Praying, She says, I'm praying for the Porch families as well as my family in Germany who is under another lockdown as of right now. She's asking for prayer for her friend Stacy in Texas. She said, Father, give her courage. She prayed that the Lord would get her through this day, that she would shine his light. She's working at a grocery store the day before Thanksgiving and says, it's not fun, guys. She has a legal issue, which she's mentioned before in Germany, and it keeps coming up, and they um, want a ridiculous sum to settle it. But, Father, we know that you can make those things go away. So she's asking for it to go away once and for all in Jesus' name. Psalm 100, verses 1 through 5 says this. It's a psalm of thanksgiving. Make a joyful shout to the Lord, all you lands, Serve the Lord with gladness, come before his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who has made us, and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving, and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endures to all generations. O so, Father, we enter your presence with thanksgiving. We praise you. We thank you. We thank you for loving us, even when we were unlovable. We thank you for saving us and sending your only begotten son, Yeshua, to die for us. We thankful. We are thankful that we have access to you and to the throne room, that we can boldly approach your throne, Lord, as your children, saying, Abba, Father, Papa, God. Daddy, I thank you right now that some have never felt that before, have suddenly felt that in their hearts. They suddenly see you as Papa, as Abba. We thank you for allowing us to serve you and work in the family business and to tell others about you. Lord, we thank you for what you endured, the pain, the shame, the blood, everything that is humanly Unimaginable, you did for us. So we thank you. We thank you for sending back the Holy Spirit to teach us and to guide us and to walk with us and encourage us, especially during dark and trying times. So, Holy Spirit, have your way. Make the word come alive. Let people hear what they need to hear. Let them learn what they need to learn. We pray right now that you would bless the technology, you would bless this time together. And that you would bless each and every person that hears this word in Yeshua's name. Amen. Are proprietary information except where noted the information comes from outside sources. Combination of that information, the matter presented, is exclusive, cannot be repeated or used without permission. The date of this broadcast serves as the registered date of the following information. Our Father who is in heaven, holy is your name. Let your kingdom come and rule on earth as it does in heaven. Give us our daily bread like the manna in the wilderness and the living bread of Yeshua. Forgive us as we forgive others and let go of debts and any resentment we have against others. Lead us away from the snares and the temptations of the evil one's kingdom. For yours is the kingdom we seek and its power and glory forever. So the last couple of weeks we've been talking about the Kingdom Wars, and I was trying to get you to see things from a different perspective, and we've got a lot more to cover. But as I got up this morning and I asked the Lord what did He want me to talk to you about, He said, set that aside. People need to understand how to be thankful, to have thanksgiving in trying times. There's no doubt we're all going through something right now, most of it man-made, almost all of it, demonically inspired. But we are called to walk by faith and not by sight. We are called to be thankful. Thankfulness is a big deal in the Bible, in case you didn't know that. It's one of the few specific things that we're told is God's will for us, 1 Thessalonians 5, 18. In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God, In Messiah Yeshua, for you. And you know, we get to this time of year and we talk about being thankful, but it should be an everyday thing. And we're gonna we're gonna discuss that. But according to the Holman Bible Dictionary, Thanksgiving is gratitude directed towards God, generally in response to God's concrete acts in history and in our lives. Thanksgiving is a term commonly found in the book of Psalms. Psalm 147, verse 7, Sing to the Lord with thanksgiving. Sing praises on the harp to our God. You know, we don't do that a whole lot. Some people do it in church on Wednesdays and Sundays or Saturdays whenever they fellowship with one another. But it should be an everyday thing. If you're in your car and you're going to work or you're going to school or wherever you're going to the gym, turn on some praise music and sing along and praise him. If you're in your house, crank it up. You can make a joyful noise. Unless your neighbors like to call the cops, you probably won't get in trouble. Praise him. That kind of worship was central to the Old Testament worship and belief. Thanksgiving, sacrifice, and offerings were not to be made grudgingly, but with thanksgiving. Psalm 54, verse 6 i will freely sacrifice to you i will praise your name o lord for it is good that's a voluntary offering to him you praise his name for the lord is good jonah chapter 2 verse 9 i will sacrifice to you with the voice of thanksgiving i will pray what i have vowed salvation is of the lord You know, a lot of people make vows, but they don't keep them. If you make a vow without having been asked by him to make that vow, and then you don't keep it, it's called sin. If you make a vow, if you make a promise, keep it. He's as good as his word. You need to be as good as yours. The psalmist valued a song of thanksgiving more than sacrifice. Psalm 69, verses 30 and 31. I will praise the name of God with a song, and I will magnify him with thanksgiving. This also shall please the Lord better than an ox or bull, which has horns and hooves. Sacrifices done ritually in a religious spirit don't please him as much as praising him in song from your heart, from your lips. David used the Levites to invoke to thank and to praise the Lord. First Chronicles 16.4, and he appointed some of the Levites to minister before the Ark of the Lord, to commemorate, to thank and to praise the Lord God of Israel. According to First Chronicles 23.30, the Levites were to stand every morning to thank and praise the Lord, and likewise at evening. It was so important They assigned people to do it. The Levites were the descendants of Jacob's son, Levi, selected to serve God in the Holy Temple. Most of them had peripheral roles, playing music, opening and closing the gates, standing guard. When they had the tabernacle, which preceded the temple in Jerusalem, they were responsible for packing it up, transporting it, reconstructing it, whenever the Israelites moved to a new camp. The most sacred tasks, including bringing the sacrifice, were reserved for the priest, the Kohanim, the descendants of Aaron's, the brother of Moses. Originally, the firstborn sons were to have been the priests, but when God spared the Jewish firstborns in Egypt, he acquired them and designated them for the special role. But man, as always, lets him down when they made worship the golden calf after they got the law on Mount Sinai. But the only tribe that did not participate was Levi. So he changed things. The firstborn lost their special status, and it was transferred to the Levites. Isn't that amazing? Without faith, you cannot please him. And because the Levites were not seduced and didn't participate in the golden calf, they got the job to be thankful. 1 Chronicles 16, verses 7-12 through 12. On that day David first delivered the psalm into the hand of Asaph and his brethren to thank the Lord. O oh, give thanks to the Lord, call upon his name, make known his deeds among the people. Sing to him, sing psalms to him, talk of all his wondrous works. Glory in his holy name, let the hearts of those rejoice who seek the Lord. Seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his face evermore. Remember his marvelous works, which he has done, his wonders and the judgments of his mouth. See, whenever I get the opportunity to talk about being saved and born again on October 9th of 1988, I'm praising him. I'm giving praise to his name. I'm giving praise to him for saving me and giving back the family that I cast away. I'm giving praise to him when I talk about being delivered from all the demonic bondage and all the things that were inside of me. Whenever I talk about the miracles or the signs and the wonders or the things that he's allowed me to participate in, I'm praising him. I am telling you of his deeds, of his wonders, of his works. They understood that. You know, they didn't have the infilling of the Holy Spirit, but they had it. They understood it. Nehemiah 12, verses 46 and 47. For in the days of David and Asaph of old, there were chiefs of the singers and the songs of praise and thanksgiving to God. In the days of Zerubbabel and in the days of Nehemiah, all Israel gave portions for the singers and the gatekeepers, a portion for each day. They also consecrated holy things for the Levites, and the Levites consecrated them for the children of Aaron. But you know what the church has done? They've taken these singers, they've taken these praise people, for the most part, and they've elevated them. They've made them performers. Some they've turned into rock stars and idols. When in actuality, they had no inheritance. If the people didn't provide, they had nothing. If the Lord didn't give them What was of the showbread and the sacrifice that day, they'd have nothing to eat. And I think people that praise that way, from their heart, without any adulation, without any veneration, without being paid to do it, it's a pure praise. There were moments in Christian heritage when we had that. Pastor Shelley, he understood the power of praise. He understood about singing. He understood about the sounds of the harp and the drum and and all the things to praise the Lord. I remember days of high praise. When I used to go pray on Saturday nights for the Sunday service, sometimes I'd be by myself, 12, 1, 2, 3 o'clock in the morning, And there was a period of time when a young man who played the keyboard, he played the Kurzweil. He would come in by himself and just praise the Lord. And I would slip in and sit in the back, one of the last rows, so that I wouldn't disturb him. And watch the incense of praise fill that sanctuary. If you've never felt that, you are missing something really blessed. In the words of Rabbi Moshe ben Maimon, also known as Maimonides, speaking about the Levites, speaking about everything I just mentioned to you, anyone can accomplish this. Not only the tribe of Levi, Levi chosen by God, but any human, man or woman, who is spiritually motivated and has the intellectual understanding to set himself aside and stand before God to serve him and minister to him, and to know God proceeding justly as God made him, removing from his neck the burden of the many plans people pursue, he or she is sanctified as holy, in the holy of holies, and God will be their portion and heritage forever. But that's in the New Testament. That's in 1 Peter Chapter 2, verses 5 and 9 and 10, you also as living stones are being built up to a spiritual house, a holy priesthood to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Messiah Yeshua. But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light, who were once not a people, but are now the people of God, who had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. See, you don't have to be of the bloodline of the Levites. You don't have to be of that bloodline. You are of his bloodline, the blood of the Lamb. You can do this. I shouldn't have to remind you on Wednesday, November 25th, 2020, to do this. This should be instinctive. If you spend time with the Holy Spirit, if you spend time with the Lord, you cannot help but praise Him. You cannot help but sing songs of praise to Him. That's why I like the older praise and worship music from the 90s and the early two thousand, before it became about, uh, you know, culture, the current culture. It was music based upon scripture. There's a couple of groups I've listened to now that they sing the word. They're getting it. They're returning back to that kind of praise, that kind of song. Revelation 1, verses 4 through 6, it's In the messages to the seven churches, John, to the seven churches that are in the province of Asia, grace be granted to you and peace, inner calm, spiritual well-being from him who is, who was, and who is to come. And from the seven spirits that are before his throne and from Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus the Messiah, the faithful and trustworthy witness, the firstborn of the dead, and the ruler of the kings of the earth. To him who always loves us and who once and for all freed us, washed us from our sins by his blood, his sacrificial death, and formed us into a kingdom. And I'll add the kingdom of God as his subjects, priests to his God and father. To him be the glory and the power and the majesty and the dominion forever and ever. Amen. You have been formed into the kingdom of God. That's why I've been teaching on it. And as I've mentioned here and also mentioned it to a group of uh, people that I pray with in a, I guess we'll call the kingdom business group. I've learned more about the kingdom of God in 2020 than I learned in the prior 31 years that I was saved or the prior 30 years or so that I taught the word. He's taught me more about the kingdom because we're entering entering into the kingdom age. We're entering into a time just before the kingdoms of this world become the kingdom of our God. We are walking here and now in the kingdom of God. We're starting to see manifestation. And in that kingdom, we must praise. We must be thankful the Lord has made us, you and me, kings and priests, to serve our God and Father. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Also, I find spiritual warfare in everything. It's just the way I am. It's the way I'm wired. So that when I'm praising him out loud, when I'm speaking like this in this room into the atmosphere, I'm driving the enemy crazy, which I just love to do. We're called to praise and declare thanksgiving unto him morning, noon, and night. But in the scope of what I'm talking to you about tonight, we also must praise and have thanksgiving, even in times of stress, even when things don't appear to be going well, even when you're unhappy, even when you're beaten down, even when the enemy's got you on the ground and you're curled up in a fetal position, you can praise him. You can whisper, if the fig tree fail to blossom and there be no fruit on the vine, yet will I praise thee. Even in the darkness, even in the night, I will rejoice in you, my God, my Lord, my Savior. It doesn't matter what you're going through. It doesn't matter what you're, what's happening in your life. Your ability to praise and be thankful is not based upon your circumstances. It's based upon his. Psalm 42, verses 3 through 5. My tears have been my food day and night, while they continually say to me, where is your God? When I remember these things, I pour out my soul within me, for I used to go with the multitude. I went with them to the house of God with the voice of joy and praise with the multitude that kept the pilgrim feast. Why are you cast down O my soul? Why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God, for I shall yet praise him for the help of his countenance. So I'm asking, why are you in despair, O my soul, and why have you become restless and disturbed within me? Why? Hope in God. Wait expectantly for him. For I shall again praise him for the help of his presence. So I'm asking you, why? Why are you cast down? Why are you beat down? Why? It's, you know, that question, why are you in despair oh my soul? David wrote it a lot. He did it again in forty verse 11 of Psalms 42. Why are you in despair, O my soul? Why are you, have you become restless and disquieted within me? Hope in God. Wait expectantly for him, for I shall yet praise him. The help of my countenance and my God. Psalm 43 verse 5, why are you in despair, O oh, my soul? Why are you restless and disturbed within me, Hope in God wait expectantly for him? For I shall again praise him, the help of my sad countenance and my God. David went through some stuff, some of it it's own making. And boy, isn't that the way. Some of the stuff we go through, it's our own fault. But yet he's there. Yet he's there to give us hope. He's there to lift us up. You know, when I first learned about praise and worship, if you've learned anything about me, I don't care what anybody thinks. And so sometimes during that high praise, I would jump up and throw my hands up to God. And I wasn't just raising my hands in praise. I was doing it as a child, Saying, Father, pick me up. I want to feel safe. I want to feel your arms around me. Without faith, you cannot please him. Without faith, you cannot praise him. That should be our life. I, I, sh- I shouldn't have to remind you of this. I shouldn't have to tell you, put away all your preconceived notions. Get rid of that religious spirit. Put aside what anybody's going to think about you. Only care what he thinks about you. Psalm 95, verses 1 through 3. O come. Let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout joyfully to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving. Let us shout joyfully to him with psalms. For the Lord is the great God and the great king above all gods. David understood that. When they brought the Ark of the Covenant back into Jerusalem, David danced before the Ark. And he danced with such wild abandon, just him to the Lord. The one that he spent the evenings with when he was out in the hills with the sheep all by himself. He danced in such a way with free abandon and praise that his wife, Michael, Saul's daughter, was embarrassed. Pulled him aside and said, hey, cut that out, you're embarrassing me. I think... Michael lost favor with him at that moment. It is good to give thanks to the Lord and sing praise to your name, O Most High, Psalm ninety two, verse one. I will give you thanks in the great assembly. I'll praise you among many people in national deliverance, Psalm thirty five, eighteen. Folks, we need some national deliverance, and <laughs> we got some people out there that really need deliverance. And I, I volunteer if if. They want to send me. Psalm 44, verses 5 through 8. Through you we will push down our enemies. Through your name we shall trample those who rise up against us. For I will not trust in my bow, nor shall my sword save me. But you have saved us from our enemies, and you have put to shame those who hated us. In God we boast all day long and praise your name forever. What right now where you are, where you're listening, what can you praise him for? What can you say to him right now and praise him for? What can you tell the walls and the furniture and and maybe your furry kids or whoever else is with you? What can you praise him for? Maybe tomorrow when you sit down together and hopefully none of you are afraid to have Thanksgiving, hopefully none of you are wearing masks. If you do, that's your choice. But my trust is in the Lord. But hopefully, however you're celebrating tomorrow, you will stop and give praise and thanksgiving to him. Maybe you'll go around the table, you'll go around the room. What are you thankful for? For some, it'll just be that meal. We've served Thanksgiving and holiday meals to the homeless. And while some of them, the homeless, have been indoctrinated into that world, others are thankful because they don't want to be there. So when people come and feed them, they are sincerely thankful. Serve the Lord with gladness and delight. Come before his presence with joyful singing. Know and fully recognize with gratitude that the Lord himself is God. Your Abba Father is God. It is he who has made us, not we ourselves, we're his. And we are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with the song of thanksgiving. What is your song of thanksgiving? Maybe it's a praise and worship song. Maybe it's a song you heard as a child that suddenly stirs up inside of you. Yes, Jesus loves me. This I know. Whatever it is, do it. Dance around the room. Be a little kid again. I don't care how old you are. Maybe you got to hobble around the room. I don't know. But I want to tell you right now, and not because we're having this time together, it's my attitude 24 7. I will not let the rocks out praise me. I know what he's done for me. And I will never shut up. Enter his gates with the song of thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Be thankful to him. Bless and praise his name. Why? For the Lord is good. His mercy and loving kindness are everlasting. His faithfulness endures to all generations. See, you teach this to your children, and then your children teach it to their children, and it becomes a generational spirit of praise instead of a generational spirit of depression or bondage or despair. Dynamic praise, singing, gladness, thanksgiving, worship. Like I said, I've been in those times of high worship, with the dancers and the the tambourines and the the music and the people and the presence of God, The, the throne room comes down into that presence. He meets us there. He inhabits our praise. You never want it to end. You never want it to leave. The Lord is good. That shout of his goodness is backed up by talking about his mercy and his truth. The Hebrew word for truth comes from the root meaning to be established or to be confirmed. We need his truth right now, folks. From this root also comes the word amen, meaning surely or truly. I say amen to God's goodness because it's based upon his love and his truth, which lasts forever. And all creation, whether you know it or not, whether you can hear it or not, joins in offering thanks to God. Psalm 145, 9 through 11, the Lord is good to all, and his tender mercies are over all his works. All your works shall praise you, Lord, O God, and your saints shall bless you. They shall speak the glory of your kingdom and talk of your power. Do you like to brag on your dad? I never I never had an earthly father that I could brag on. I had a, I had a stepfather whose name I carried legally adopted us. He came along when I was 12, and it took me a while to get through the wounds and the baggage and the bondages that came from being abandoned by my earthly father. So I never really had a father to brag on, though I got to speak at his memorial service after he died, and I was able to praise him. But I don't, I don't have that problem with my Heavenly Father. I can speak of His glory. I can speak of what He's done for me. All I have to do is look at my wife sitting next to me and realize He did that. Look at my sons or my grandson and say, yep, my dad did that. Folks, we got to wake up. we got to stop following the world. we got to stop allowing the enemy to push our heads down. We need to stand up. We need to say, no, I'm going to praise him. I saw a shirt that somebody was selling. Basically what it says, be careful at any moment, spontaneous praise may pop out, and I may talk about Jesus. I didn't understand that when I was unsaved. And I'd see those people in New York or on the subways, and they wanted to talk to you about Jesus. I I didn't understand it. I get it now. And I'm not saying all of them had it right. Some of them had a religious spirit. Some of them were doing it for the wrong reason. But every now and then you saw somebody who was real. But even as believers in Yeshua, even as New Testament believers, we're told to do this. Colossians 2, verses 6 and 7. As you have therefore received Messiah Yeshua, the Lord, Adonai, so we walk in him, rooted and built up in him, established in the faith as you've been taught, abounding in it with what? Thanksgiving. Colossians 4, 2 Continue earnestly in prayer, being vigilant in it with thanksgiving. Be persistent and devoted to prayer, being alert and focused in your prayer life with what? An attitude of thanksgiving. If anybody's going to say, hey, you got an attitude, it better be an attitude of thanksgiving. You need an attitude of thanksgiving. That word attitude, quoted dictionary.com means manner, disposition, a feeling, a position with regard to a person or a thing. It's a tendency or an orientation especially of the mind, I'm going to add, and of the spirit. Hebrews thirteen, fifteen and sixteen. Therefore, by him let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God, that is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. But do not forget to do good and to share, for with such sacrifices, God is well pleased. See, when you are thankful, you are inspired to help others. Romans 6, verses 17 and 18, But God be thanked that through you, though you were once slaves of sin, it's kind of hard to see through the tears, You were slaves of sin, yet you obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine to which you were delivered. And having been set free from sin, you became slaves of righteousness. I don't mind being his slave, a slave to God, a slave to Yeshua, a slave to righteousness. I'm not a slave to the world. I'm not a slave to Hasatan or the fallen or any of those things. I will not bow down. I will not bend my knee. I will stand tall and stand strong in the name of my Father and in the name of my God, my Lord. I've been delivered. For God's indescribable gift, the grace of Messiah, thanks be to God for his indescribable gift, 2 Corinthians nine fifteen. Do you feel that way about Yeshua? Do you feel that way about the Lord? Is he an indescribable gift? Oh, you can try. You can try to put words to it, but they'll never be enough. They'll never be right. The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law, but thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord, Jesus, the Messiah, Yeshua, Hashiach. Therefore, my beloved brethren and sisters, I'll add that, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Steadfast, immovable, with an attitude of thanksgiving. That's what helps you to be steadfast and immovable. I would suspect if you're going through a dark night of the soul, if you're going through a period of time right now where you're struggling, I would suspect you've taken your eyes off the Lord. I would suspect you've forgotten what he's done for you. As I wait for the prayers to be answered, as I wait for the dreams and the visions to be fulfilled, sometimes I have to remind myself of what he's done already. Sometimes I have to remind myself of the blessings and all the, the wonderful things he's done. I have to speak them out loud. I have to tell my flesh man, Is my spirit man having a meeting with my flesh man, hey, I'm glad you're here. We have to have a talk. And begin to speak all the great things he's done for you, starting with your salvation. We give thanks and praise to you, Abba Father. We give thanks for your wonderful works that declare your name is near. People declare your wonders when I... Select an appointed time, says the Lord, I will judge with equity. We need that right now. We need him to be justice, God of justice and righteousness and holiness. And I don't care where it falls. When I pray for every hidden thing to be revealed, when I pray for his glory like a beacon to shine down in the midst of things and expose it all, I really mean expose it all. Anything the enemy has done, anything that they've done it with, I will praise him for exposing it. I will praise him for fixing it. I will praise him for tearing down, rooting up, and rebuilding it. I am thankful for God's righteous judgment. You know, the word tells us God humiliates the proud, but he exalts the righteous. And it still amazes me that without the infilling of the Holy Spirit, under the law, they understood that in the Old Testament, but they understood you had to do it with a pure heart, with a loving heart. You couldn't do it begrudgingly. That's like Paul says: if you're going to give, don't grit your teeth while doing it. Don't be do it begrudgingly. Give from your heart. People say, "Oh, you know, I got this. I got to give ten percent." Well, why do you only got to have to give ten percent? You know, some of the most wealthiest people in the world kept 10% and gave God 90, and they kept getting richer. So they kept 10% and they gave God 90, and they kept getting richer, and they couldn't keep up with the amount of money that was coming in, so they kept 10% and they gave God 90, and some of them, before they died, blessed their children and said, no, we're giving the rest to God. We need some of that attitude right now. The enemy's blessing his people, and it's not done out of love; it's done out of bondage and slavery and cruelty. We need some people to do, for the kingdom, what the kingdom of darkness does for their own. Deuteronomy eight ten: When you have eaten and are full, then you shall bless the Lord your God for the good land which He has given you. Psalm one o seven twenty two: Let them sacrifice the sacrifices of thanksgiving, and declare his works with rejoicing. Psalm 54, verse 6, I will freely sacrifice to you. I will praise your name, O Lord, for it is good. That's a voluntary offering. Why? Because he's good. He's good. See, if you're thankful... You're going to be obedient. I already read it, Jonah two nine, where he says, I will sacrifice to you with the voice of thanksgiving. I will pay what I have vowed. Salvation is of the Lord. If you're thankful, nobody has to tell you to do it. You give, even if it's out of your lack. You do, even if it's beyond your ability, you just do it. If you're thankful, you'll be obedient. And if you're obedient... You'll be thankful. And will do what you say you will do. Remember, always remember, he's as good as his word. We need to be as good as our word. Something taught to me as a young man. First Samuel fifteen twenty two. Samuel said, has the Lord as great a delight in burnt offering and sacrifices as in obedience to the voice of the Lord. Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice, and to heed is better than the fat of rams. With Samuel the prophet was emphasizing that sincerity and obedience were the prerequisites for worship that pleased God. Religious activity in and of itself has no value. David had the Levites. The children of Israel had the Levites to remember and to remind them of that. Folks, we do that now. Maybe this is foreign to you. What what I'm talking about is outside of your understanding. It's outside of your personality. It's not how you were raised and reared in the church. So what? So what? Remember what he did for you when they whipped him and they scourged him and they filleted him to the bone and ripped his beard out and then jammed those nail-like thorns into his scalp all the way down into the bone. Remember what he did for you when he walked carrying that crossbeam, falling face first into the pavement and getting up and walking again and the wood tearing the skin off of his back. Remember when they slammed him down to the ground and ripped off his clothing and nailed him through his wrist and his ankles to that piece of wood and then pulled him up in the air and then dropped that cross into the hole so his whole body shook and all the nerves which have been firing since they whipped him and scourged him are now really going crazy. They're in overload and he's bleeding. Remember him dying on the cross for you but don't stop there. Remember him raising from the dead and coming out of that tomb and sitting at the right hand of the Father and allowing you to sit with him. See, whatever's keeping you from doing what I'm talking about needs to be broken right now in the name of Yeshua. When Nehemiah had them building the walls, the singers were there and the praisers were there. And they came from all the surrounding villages. And as they rebuilt the wall, they had a trowel in one hand, a sword in the other. And then there were others praying, and there were others standing guard. We need some of that attitude right now. See, our hope is not misplaced. Our hope is in the Lord. It's not in this world. It's not in people. It's not in politics. It's not in entertainment. It's not in media. It's not in in the, the pastor who stands up on the stage. That's not where our hope is. Our hope is in him, King of kings and Lord of lords. Sing praise to the Lord, you saints of his, and give thanks at the remembrance of his holy name for his anger is but for a moment. His favor is for life. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning, Psalm 30, verses 4 and 5. And even though David said, let us go into the house of the Lord, and he talked about how wonderful that is, we're the house of the Lord, we're the temple of the living God, we, each one of us, a stone built upon the cornerstone. And in that day you will say, O Lord, I praise you. Though you were angry with me, your anger is turned away and you comfort me. Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. For Yah, the Lord, is my strength and my song. He also has become my salvation. Therefore, with joy, you will draw waters from the wells of salvation. And in that day you will say, Praise the Lord. Call upon his name. Declare his deeds among the people. Make mention that his name is is exalted. Sing to the Lord, for he has done excellent things. This is known in all the earth. Cry and shout, O inhabitant of Zion, for great is the Holy One of Israel in your midst. Isaiah 12, verses 1 through 6. We're going to see that. When he comes back and the new Jerusalem comes down, they begin to praise him and they begin to sing and the angels and the saints were all going to be a part of that. So we need to get the practice in now. We need to begin to abide in our walk with him with thanksgiving we need to let the peace of god rule in our hearts and be thankful and as i said we need to be vigilant with thanksgiving father the day will come when the angels standing around the throne and around the elders and the four living beings they will fall before the throne with their faces to the ground and worship you. And they will sing, amen, blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and strength belong to our God forever and ever. Amen. But we're saying it now. We're speaking out Philippians 4, 6, that we will be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let our requests be made known. To you, God, our Father. No matter what the world says, no matter what's going on in the world, no matter what's going on around us, we praise you and are thankful to you for loving us when we were unlovable, for setting us free, for making a way when there seemed to be no way, for sending the Holy Spirit to stand with us and walk with us and remind us of this word. Make this word three-dimensional. Make it come alive. Make it hit you like a a wind, a, a, a brisk, moist wind on a hot summer day. That the wind of the Spirit blows through you and you remember. You remember his word and you are thankful. May we never take for granted who you are and what you've done. And even when we don't understand what you're doing which is most of the time. We will trust you. We will know that you are faithful and you are righteous and you are true. That your promises are yea and amen. If you said it, you'll do it. You may not do it in a way that we expect. You may not do it in a way that we've been told would happen by people that had a glimpse, heard a few words and filled in the blanks. But we know you're not like that. So we stand together right now, wherever we are, wherever we're listening from, we stand together and we say, thank you. Thank you. We are thankful to you for everything that you've done, everything that you're doing, and everything that you will do. And we are thankful that we're going to see you soon. And I just say this, and if you agree with me, in Yeshua's name say, amen. Amen. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace, and give you shalom from me and my family and from the porch family. I say to you, have a blessed Thanksgiving.